When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Started, I want to remind you to please follow us on social media. You could locate us at WDDIMpodcast.com. Also on YouTube, please look us up at What Difference Does It Make Podcast. We've got some great stuff there. Let's get into it with Holly and Dave on the What Difference Does It Make Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Holly. Hey, welcome to episode six. This is exciting. We uh, just finished up 1980. Finished. Uh, a thorough investigation into 1980 and all the music that happened and everything that Holly hated and I loved about the year. <laughs> now we move on to 1981, and I think we decided that it was a big year for MTV. It was the year that they debuted. Very exciting. Very exciting for the music world and for the video world. Correct. We didn't know there was a video world, or we, we had an idea there was. We didn't know how exciting it could be. I had no idea how exciting cable would be. We were not hooked up to cable in 1981. I think we were, but I don't have a recollection of the launch of MTV. Just sporadic visions. Obviously, we remember the first videos that were played on MTV as we look at the list. but And I remember, of course, all the, the VJs. Can you name all the Fab Five? Of, of the course. Nina Blackwood, Alan Hunter, Martha Quinn, Mark Goodman, J.J. Jackson. Okay, you got them. Yeah, J.J., we miss him. Triple J. Triple J, exactly. Mm-hmm. Those were our rock stars, our early rock stars. Exactly. Those, I can't name the members in Arcade Fire. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's so embedded in my brain that I'll always remember their names. Yeah, yeah. And the sound of their voices and what they look like with their mullets and their, you know, curly 80s hair. Sure, that's what we desire to look like. We're we, like, okay, this is this is it. Not just look like them. I'm going to give you, I'm going to tell you something we did, a little, a little tidbit. As I said, my earliest memories of MTV are kind of blurry, but in about 1985, it must have been 1985, they put out a call. They did these open auditions for MTV. You So you want to be a VJ? Okay. That wasn't what it was called. I think that's something totally different. We did this, a group of friends, including my husband. We went down. We waited in line. We thought we could totally do this, be a VJ. We didn't even get in. <laughs> we never even got to audition. Oh, I don't know terrible. how. Maybe we were you know, too far to the end of the line. Kind of another fuzzy memory. But, yeah, we did that because I thought this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. Was this something that was advertised on MTV? I don't remember how we heard about it. I have, I'll have to have my, my memory refreshed. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can do an addendum. You know, you do know we were talking about MTV today, right? Yeah. That you were going to tell this this great story. I just thought of it this morning. Oh, is that right? Yes, I did. I completely <laughs> forgot. Like I said, the 80s, it's a big, a lot of it is a is a haze. So no, of course, had I remembered, I would have consulted those that we went with. Kind of like what people say about the 60s. If you yeah. remember it, you weren't really there. The 80s are our 60s. Exactly. So That's right. Anyway, our Fab just... Five was their Fab Four. We got, <laughs> we got one better. Yeah. We had two Fab Fives. Can you met? The other Fab, well, there was Fab Five Freddy. <laughs> Fab Five Freddy. Yes. Yeah. 
Fab Five Freddy. Okay. Well, Yo MTV rapped. Yeah. Yeah. And that's who uh, Debbie Harry rapped about. On, yes. On Rapture. Yes. Don't point at me. It's so harsh. <laughs> Sorry. Ken, it's like a, it's a revelation. Yes. And the other five, five that I remember is Duran Duran, of course. Yes. Oh, yes. You know all five members of them, too, right? I do. You. Simon LeBon. Yes. Nick Rhodes. Yes. John Taylor. Yes. There's another, Andy Taylor. Yes. Who's the last one? It's the drummer. There's not another Taylor in Duran Duran. Yes. Who? It's the drummer, Roger Taylor. Roger Taylor? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Ah. I apologize. Why Duran wouldn't you Duran. know the drummer, the most important <laughs> member of Duran Duran? You're right. I should know that, except back in the 80s when we first started watching Duran Duran on MTV, you were much more as it was either Simon LeBon or John Taylor. Were you Team Simon or Team John? John, Team John. You were Team John. But they were so, it was so, you know, visibly appealing. Just remember the video for Rio? Of course. They're so visually appealing. And that's, well, that was MTV. Yeah. But actually, my sister's favorite member was Roger Taylor. Really? I, I think just based on, he was. Because he's a drummer? Traditional looks. I think it was yeah. just like a good looking guy. The other guys were kind of. Pretty. Pretty boys. And John yeah. was, or Roger was just like a good looking guy. Uh, maybe that's why my sister appreciated him. <laughs> she, lo- she did love the band. Yeah. In fact, she stole my Rio album. I did buy that, and I never, like, a couple days later, it was, it's mysteriously disappeared, never to be found again. Uh, you did her Until, a favor. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Ugh. Who else Who else were the most standout artists to you on MTV? Not just from the top, you know, the first ones they played, but the visual, it was, you know. Oh, good question. Talking uh, Heads? Yeah. You know, it's, of course, you go to Michael Jackson. Of course. I often think about, I can't remember, I, I will not know the director. There used to be a thing where people used to talk, like, you know, instead of the bands just performing, like, why don't we get the artist to act and see what happens there? And yeah. that used to be a thing where there was talking in the in the videos. So I remember, like, um, like Till Tuesday, Voices Carry, where there was a little bit of talking and yeah. there was like some interaction there, or uh, Pat Benatar, you know, storming out of her house. Oh, love is a battlefield. Love is a, indeed a battlefield. Yeah, where she's you know singing and acting. Yeah, crazy. I remember Springsteen and uh, I'm on Fire, where he's a garage mechanic yeah. and he's acting a little bit. Just bad, bad ideas. But I remember, like, I, you know, at the time I was really taken by this. Like, uh, you know, got really into. A, the acting of, you know, these artists acting. See, it was a different time. It's funny that you say that because I remember the transition from concept videos. I guess you'd call them concept sure. videos where, where the artists were acting or they had actors in the video and, you know, the artists were in it too, to performances. I wanted to see the band's acting, you know, at the time when MTV debuted and a few years later. And it took a while when, when they just started performing, you were kind of like, okay, it's another, just another performance. But then, of course, you wanted to see performances. Right. Yeah. You know, people started calling, they thought of them as mini movies. So yeah. let's get these artists to do mini acting. Yeah. Which it was. It wasn't the best. They did the best they can. Yes. It was, you know, it was I, fun to see. It was I, fun to see the artist doing something other than perform. Yeah, I never know how much input the artist had. It's, a lot of times I think they said, we just showed up and they, they told us what to do and we did it. There are some of the artists had their own concepts. Sure, not everyone could be Bowie. but Who's going to argue with him? By the way, did you know that one of the Fab Five, Alan Hunter, was in the video for fashion? He was? He was. Now I'll have to go back and look at it. You, Definitely do. Yeah. He's in there somewhere. 
I, I will look for him. They all had they had all had good enough looks. You know, all had nice distinctive looks that they could have been in any of those. Should we talk about some of the videos, some of the debut videos from MTV in 1981? Yes, I actually did my homework. Did you do your homework? I did plenty of homework. Okay. I found some interesting facts, things that I did not know. Okay, very good. We'll go through the first 25 videos played. How about that? I, I think that's a great idea. All right. Of course, I don't have facts for all the, the <laughs> videos did, I was a little less interested in. Did you rewatch? I have less facts about. Okay, so you didn't rewatch all these videos. I watched a lot of them. I did too. It was kind of painful. Yes. No. <laughs> no, yeah. some of them yes were great. No. Brought back great memories, but some were, wow. Some, some made me wonder how these videos ended up on MTV. Maybe they were a little limited in their offerings when were, MTV first went on the air. Oh, they were super limited. Yeah. I mean, God bless Rod Stewart who knew the... Uh, to make videos, no matter how, how horrible they were or, or what they dressed them up as. It was kind of cool to uh, <laughs> to see all these, these old school, you know, now they're cliches. But at the time, this was uh, trendsetting. Let's have, the, let's have someone go down a uh, small pathway and, you know, <laughs> and let's, let's smash some glass or let's have a fog machine. Let's dry ice. Yeah. Let's, let's have this guy dancing around. Let's see how well these artists dance. I was watching a lot of these and going, oh, yes, video did kill the, vi- the radio star <laughs> because these guys could not dance or they were trying to. And it's like, oh, this is super painful. So do you think Rod Stewart helped himself by the way he performed in some of these videos? I don't know. There, there's some where he's, he's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of different uh, Rod Stewart videos that some work and some don't. <laughs> and I think he was willing to try anything, which is just kind of cool. I mean, he was he was Rod the Bod, so you you had to let him let him strut around and pretend, you know, like it's a an actual concert. And which, he could get away with a lot because he was Rod Stewart. Things that work on stage don't necessarily work well <laughs> in video form, and that's I think Rod Stewart discovered that. I think the Rolling Stones discovered that. Or Mick Jagger did. There's some moves that he does, and like waiting for a friend or uh, start me up, where it's just over the top ridiculousness. And when it's close up from far away, it's, it looks great in concert. Like oh, you know, he's moving great. But in a video, in a video, you see the face and the contortions, and it sometimes it it just does not work. <laughs> so anyway, the first song. This is everyone's favorite music trivia question. That everyone knows. What was the first song played on MTV? Oh, we're going straight to number one. Well, yeah. Well, well you know, it's the start of the... Yes. This way, well, yeah. We're not going to... We're not counting them down. No, there's no reason to count them. Oh, well, video killed the radio star. The Buggles. Yes. And what do we know about the Buggles? Okay. I said so they were produced by Trevor Horn and Jeff Downs. Correct. They it, are. It was a duo. They were the duo. Yes. I don't think I knew this at the time. And maybe it was around the same time. Well, actually, it was before because they went on to, Trevor Horn went on to produce ABC and Pet Shop Boys and Frankie Goes to Hollywood. We all know Trevor Horn from his 80s, your typical 80s synthesizer sound. Yes, definitely. But Jeff Downs went on to form Asia. They were both in Yes? Yeah, I think it was like one record. They left the Buggles. Yeah. They joined Yes. Yes broke up like the next year. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, all right, well, fine, let's. Let's strike the buggles again. And they, they try, I think they came out with one other record, and then it, that failed. And then they went on to other successful projects. Yeah. Okay, so Jeff Downs, I always associated with Yes and Asia. Even I didn't even know it was only one year he was in Yes, but he I associated him with, with rock. Trevor Horn, I only associated with electronic. The producer? Yeah, the synthesizer, oh, okay. 80s sound. So I had... I, 
don't think I knew that he had anything to do with yes. So that was interesting to me. I heard you on the wireless back in 52. Lying awake intently tuning in on you. If I was young, it didn't stop you coming through. song they played uh, right after Video Killed the Radio Star, which I did not, I knew, and then I forgot, and then I read this, like, oh, yeah, 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 um, this is a, a remake. I didn't know it either. Yeah. I know. It's uh, You Better Run by Pat Benatar. Yeah. I, I wonder, from our generation, who would know that it was a, a remake? Did you listen the, to the, it's the, I didn't original, listen. the originals by the Rascals. Yes. Did you listen to the original? I did not. 1966. What's your childhood do to my heart? What's you trying to do to my heart? You go around telling lies, you fool around with the other guys. What's you trying to do to my heart? You better run. You better run. Yeah, it's a good song, but Pat kills it. Yeah, she's she rocks that song. Yeah, she she definitely does. Which I thought was hers. Yeah. <laughs> Another fun fact is it's from our favorite movie, Rhodey. Yes. I wonder <laughs> Which if we have she... yet to see. I... We will. We will. Then we'll have to go right back to 1980. Yeah, exactly. We're never getting out of 1980. I wonder if she met Meatloaf. I don't Why know. Why is that on your mind? I don't know. She's about your size. And Meatloaf is, deserves Massive. the name. Yeah, deserves the name Meatloaf. Yeah, he could mm-hmm. give her a hug and just she would disappear. I, I think she's actually smaller than me. I think she's she is shorter than me. She is tiny, tiny. She can rock. Yeah, she rocks. What's you trying to do to my heart? What's you trying to do to my heart? You go around telling lies and now you want to compromise. What's you trying to do to my heart? You better run. You better hide. You better leave from my side. Um, number three is our favorite. <laughs> yes, Rod Stewart. Oh. Are you a Rod Stewart fan? I am. Yeah. I wasn't. And I'm probably around this time, not so much. And probably because of this video, like, you know, these were my entry songs. You would see someone like a video like that and go, oh, hard pass. It took me, yeah, probably 10 years later, I started to discover Rod Stewart, like old Rod Stewart. Real Rod Stewart. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's when I started following. Every picture like, tells oh a God. story. Why did why didn't anybody tell me about this? This is amazing. Okay, so number four, the fourth song they played was classic rock. It wasn't classic rock. That was an actual new song. You better you bet by the Who. Yes. And that was the first album with the new drummer. Kenny Jones. Yep. Did, do you remember this video? Did you watch this? I do. I didn't watch it this time. So I don't remember the <laughs> the concept of the video. But I really like the song. Again, more 80s for The Who than Super classic poppy. Who. Yeah. Yeah, Pop it was very, song. really catchy. Actually, You Better Run and You and you Better You Bet were both <laughs> songs that were played on the radio. 
yeah. that time. Okay, so yeah. those were hits. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, to the next, right? The next one, number five on the, which is crazy. Yeah. Did you watch this video? <laughs> because I did not know this song, so I definitely watched this video. I didn't know the song. I moved on to songs that I know and like. Oh. And no, I had to know this. So this is Little Susie's "On the Up" by Ph.D. All right, you're listening to part one of our talk about MTV. It happened on August 1st, 1981, and we love celebrating this special, special day. But we always need to take a break, so let's do that right now. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Welcome back to part one of our look at the first day of MTV. Her number six is uh, We Don't Talk Anymore by Cliff Richard. Yes. All right. So do you, you know Cliff Richard, right? I know Cliff Richard. He's kind of like the uh, British version of the Beatles. Yes. Or of, of El- British version of, of the Beatles. British version of Elvis Presley. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
Um, okay, so number seven. Here's the video. Here's the scenario. Mm-hmm. Chrissy Hind plays a singer or plays a waitress. waitress. She's a waitress. And the boys in the band come into the restaurant. They order and Chrissy's trying to get their attention. And like they really not that interested. And then the boys' girlfriends arrive and, and then they run off and they leave. And Chrissy's there just saying goodbye to everyone. And that's how that video ends. Sadly, she will be a waitress. <laughs> I've heard in an interview in the past that Chrissy, she likes this video. However, she said, if I would do this again, I would have gone off with the boys and like quit the job and gone in the car with, with the band and, and driven off. I did see that in an interview. I oh. just read that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'll tell okay. you another thing. I'll tell you okay. something I learned from uh, reading about this video that I did not know. The name of the song is Brass in Pocket. Yes. Which I guess I never, it's, sometimes I just... Don't do. Think about the meaning, the significance of the title of the song. Brass is actually money. Brass means money yes. in Northern England. I had no idea, yeah. which must have been where this video was shot. Yeah. Well, yeah, they <laughs> kind of get that from the context. but I, You do. But I, that's what I'm saying. I didn't associate the brass, right. the literal meaning of the, the um, money. Got brass in pocket. Got battle. I'm gonna use it Intention I'm feeling mental Gonna make you Make you Make you Motion Got motion Restrained emotion I've been diving Number eight is Time Heals by Todd Rundgren. What can you tell me? <laughs> I can tell you. First, I'm going to tell you you have to stop asking me if I've watched these videos because I have not. I've hardly watched. You said you did. I know. But I'm realizing now. I think I only watched the ones, you know, the, the artists that I was fans of. Ah. A fan. Okay. Moving on. Did you watch the video? I did. Yeah. Are you? Were you a Todd Rundgren fan? Still am. To yeah. This, to this day. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. So... Prolific and does so many different types of, you know, pop maestro mm-hmm. can do progressive rock mm-hmm. with Utopia. Do you know he self-funded this video? That sounds like something he would do. This song did not make the Hot 100, but he made money producing the Bad Out of Hell album. Yes. And he used that money to uh, to make this video. Yeah. Well, you should you should dig into Todd Rundgren. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. I had no idea. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah, see, bad out of hell, XTC. He's very, he's broad. He, he does it all. go to um, we're roller skating and this song is uh, uh, this is for couples only we're going <laughs> to take it on the run with Ario Speedwagon yes I did, were you an Ario Speedwagon fan I was because the girls loved them so I took an interest into it they're catchy songs <laughs> it's like, I appreciate I, take it a- <laughs> I appreciate the what they were trying to do so that's a thumbs down you know what I 
Yeah. So <laughs> it's not something I will I will listen to if it's on the radio. I will listen to it all the way, but I'm not going to dig up uh, high infidelities and listen to. I don't think I ever have, really. Well, I like this song. Of course you do, and I like and I liked. Yeah, so I'm a fan because I'm a girl. Heard it from a friend who heard it from a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around. They say you got a boyfriend. All right, so then glitched, and then they go into "Rockin' the Paradise" by Styx. All right, did you watch this video? I didn't because I can't bear I can't bear listening to sticks anymore. I hate to say this, like nails on a chalkboard to me right now. So, did you watch it? Rock in the Paradise? It was a great song at the time. Yeah, I think Dennis DeYoung had this vision for the band and steered them in this kind of a Broadway musical type. I mean, this mm-hmm. was a concept, you know, concept record about the the Paradise Theater in Chicago. Yep. The video starts out with him kind of like vaudeville type uh, MC. He's wearing, he's got the suspenders. It looks cheeseball. I mean, I'm sure even in 1980, I can't imagine like, what a good look for Dennis DeYoung. <laughs> you know, he's singing in front of a curtain and then the curtain comes up and then the band comes out and they're wearing those same Rod Stewart jumpsuits that, uh, that I hated. <laughs> you know, they're pretending to rock, but this music is not rocking at all. And they're trying to sell this music, but it's, I don't know. This was their downfall. It was a direction that, that they decided to take. Yeah. Uh, and this was, I'm sure, Dennis DeYoung. This is probably why Dennis DeYoung is not in the band anymore. <laughs> probably, but he does perform as Dennis DeYoung. I can imagine, yeah. This was a bad time for Stick. I mean, it was it was super successful for them. More power to them. I'm sure at the time they were like, wow, okay, this is, this is our new direction. Did Mr. Roboto come before or after this? I think it was after. I think Mr. Roboto came after. Yeah. So yeah. like, all right, rocking the paradise. We're, okay, Dennis, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's keep this going. What do you got next? All right. Hear me out. Give you the first word. <laughs> and Domo. he sold it. Somehow he sold it. They gave Domo. him another chance and he sold it. Domo arigato. Yeah. Domo arigato, <laughs> Mr. Lovato. What you doing tonight? Well, have you heard that the world's gone crazy? is when things go wrong of course i did my homework and did watch this video uh robin lane i think she was signed to warner brothers remind me a little bit of of heart in a way she had a she has a really good voice and uh, hmm. and the um song was actually kind of good when things go wrong don't walk away All right, number 12, History Never Repeats. Split ends. Were you a fan? Not at the time. I Again, I went backwards. I discovered Crowded House. Went back it, and listened like, to everything. Oh, oh, this is split ends. This is that. I didn't realize it, it was the, the Finn Brothers mm-hmm. or like, uh, like, oh, okay, that's this was their earlier band because I, I had heard some of these songs on, uh, on Q-Rock. History Never Repeats. Tell myself before I go to sleep. Don't say the words you might regret 
All right, so then uh, Hold On Loosely by 38 Special. Uh, were you a fan? Um, fan of their, uh, yeah, yeah, just the pop songs I like. Just, yeah, just uh, Hold On Loosely and Caught Up In You. Uh, those songs are still good. I can still hear those and just like put a smile on my face. You see it all around you. April Wine, number 14. I do remember April Wine. I didn't remember this song. It's one of those uh, light your bick and hold it up yeah. and sway it back and forth. Just kind of a power bow. Just between you and me. Don't make this. Yeah. Don't good at this. Yeah. Time and time again I see A love that seems strong Was not meant to be But next is another Rod Stewart. All right. I listened to this song. I loved this song. So, I mean, why, why didn't I know this? No, don't make me sing it. This was a song from... Um, 1975, which is why I probably fell in love with it. Like, oh my God, he did not sing like this in 1980. This is brilliant. This is not a Do You Think I'm Sexy. Yeah. This song hit number one in, uh, in Britain, but wasn't a hit in the U.S. Mm-hmm. But in the video, he's wearing a Navy uniform. He's out at sea, sailing at, like in the New York Pier area. Looks cheesy. But <laughs> you can say that. It's, insert. That's horrifying. I, that's one of those things like, oh, I love this song. And then just looking at the video going, no, no. Great song. I'm glad I, I rediscovered that or you know or that song. Because <laughs> it's really, really good. I am sailing. I am sailing home again. Cross the sea. I am sailing. Stormy This concludes another episode of the What Difference Does It Make podcast. If you want to learn more about us, please visit us at our website, WDDIMpodcast.com, where you can find all our links to social media and sign up for our newsletter and all that fun stuff. Thank you to you, the listener, for tuning in to the What Difference Does It Make podcast. And until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 